0: Hi Anya, thank you so much for joining us on the UK Run Chat podcast today. Would you just like to give a brief introduction for all our listeners out there?
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Um, As you said, my name is Anya Culling and I am now an elite marathon runner and I've represented England
0: over the marathon distance. That's incredible. So you've had quite a journey into elite running, haven't you? It's been quite a whirlwind by all accounts. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey into running to start with? Like when when did you start running and how did you enjoy it at first?
1: Of course, yeah. Um, I'm actually back home at my parents' house now where it all started. Um, So yeah, it's been a complete whirlwind and I still kind of can't believe it every day. Um, But I did what a lot of people do and picked up running in the COVID lockdown just as a means of getting out the house. and. I just fell totally head over heels in love with it. And I kept it up. You know, everyone says like consistency is key. Um, Mm. But that felt easy and I've kept it up now. So I've been running for three or so years and I've just been like progressing leaps and bounds. And I never, ever thought... I would be here now like doing podcasts about running. Um, I never even saw this on my horizon. But yeah, I literally started just for mental health miles um back in 2019.
0: Yeah. So you you were doing lots of running around the beautiful Norfolk countryside.
1: Yeah. Um, um I would just go out with the dogs or with yeah. my brother or my mum. My mum was doing Couch to 5K. Um, my brother thought he was far too quick for me and he'd wear like a weights vest or fill a rucksack with dog food and he'd try and run next to me but get so fed up with how slow I was running and like stop at every corner to do push-ups or um chin-ups until I caught up and now the tables have turned
0: (laughs) so you've just to give our listeners some context here you your your first marathon was four and a half hours or thereabouts. is that right? Yes,
1: that was just before lockdown in 2019 London Marathon and I would say I didn't pick up running from that point i that was the most painful marathon I've ever done. It was obviously an amazing experience, but I didn't get the buzz then and continue running from then on out. I very much. Yeah, I wasn't prepared, and I didn't know what I was doing, and um, <laughs> so yeah, I didn't actually pick it up till lockdown, really.
0: Yeah, and then you've so you've gone from that to a very impressive two hours and thirty four minutes. Yeah, and that's in such a short space of time. So I think today I'd, I'd love to just really explore what's changed, and you know what you what your training looks like, and what you've implemented. that led to such a massive improvement I mean that's (laughs) huge isn't it it is it is mental um (laughs) um, yeah I actually still kind of can't believe it (laughs) so so let's just go back to that first marathon then so you'd not been running very long before you did that marathon is that right
1: no I hardly trained to be honest I yeah it was I've always been into team sports and I played yeah. hockey and cricket to like a competitive county level um and I just thought I'd try my hand at marathon running I wanted to get fitter like a lot of people do when they start marathon running and it was just a mental challenge really to see if I could do it I remember yeah not uh, turning up without a clue like I didn't have any of the carbon plated shoes I didn't have a watch I didn't know what pace to run at I had done I'd never run anywhere close to the marathon distance. I'd never followed a plan or anything. Um, and I mean, yeah, four hours and a half is still a pretty respectable marathon time. So I was over the moon with yeah. that.
0: Yeah, so, so talk us through like how that first marathon went kind of, I mean, were you? what was your recovery like after it?
1: Um, it was so, so painful that marathon. I think every part of my body was chafing. Every part of me had blisters. Um, I don't think I was the biggest word of mouth evangelist for running like I am now after that. and I think I just went back to normal life to be honest. And yeah. then yeah, lockdown hit, I needed to exert some energy and I remember how tired I was at that
0: marathon and thought, let's give it another shot, I think. <laughs> okay, so so lockdown. So what changed then? You were obviously running for different reasons to, to get out and just have yeah. some time, away from the family, a bit of headspace.
1: Um, exactly So,
0: what then led into this improvement in your running I, I everybody always asks me that but I
1: do honestly think it was um yeah the process over the outcome like I really never intended to do this or to get to this level like never in a million years did I think running could ever be a job I really genuinely just kept consistent because I loved it I think if I, I'm an all or nothing person, like if I had got into it as a child, I don't know whether I'd still have that love for it now. Um, mm. I think I've only got positive connotations when it comes to running now, which are feeling this euphoria, um, after getting out of the house when you're meant to be, you know, locked in that one hour of a day. Um, yeah, I would go on these runs and I wouldn't remember where I'd even ran because I was just so totally like lost. Um, And so I did go all in really with running. People asked me what I listened to on my runs and it would be a running podcast. What I watch on TV, it's all the running documentaries. Like I have gone full ham. Um, But I really did just enjoy the process. Like because I never had this one big main goal – Every single run was an achievement. And I think, yeah, valuing that process over the outcome has been the one thing that I think has kept me running for, for this long and still keep making progress.
0: Yeah. And that's something I think a lot of us often overlook, isn't it? That you, you've just got to get out there and, and keep on doing it, haven't you? Exactly. Yeah, I say sometimes, um,
1: if I don't feel like running, because yeah, you've got to be motivated and I'm a very motivated person, but when motivation runs out, discipline needs to step in and you need to be like, I should be going for this run. Like it is going to help me in the long term, um, you know, train hard, race easy. Um, But I always say like, if you go out, just get out your front door and run for five minutes. And if then you still want to turn around and you still want to go home, then yes, do it. You've given it a good go. But at that point, most of the time you will keep going. Um, And yeah, I think in my head, I've got to get this run done. So I might as well do it now, even if it's lashing with rain, Um, because what's my alternative is not running and I'm definitely going to run.
0: (laughs) Do you enjoy running in the rain? I I don't mind it personally. I quite enjoy it.
1: Yeah, when I'm in a group and it's, completely like heavy rain dark I feel really cool like I'm in a movie running in the rain <laughs> but when it's just a little
0: bit miserable and you're by yourself it's not quite as enjoyable tough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you've represented England over the marathon distance so tell us how you went from lockdown running to <laughs> you know running yeah. for England. how does that happen
1: um so yeah as I say I was Just enjoying running every day. I didn't know what I was doing. I would run, yeah, most days around Norfolk. And then I moved back to London and ran around Battersea Park. And I then found Best Athletics, which is the group I still train with, and my coach. And then I started associating running with friendship and the whole running community. And I had no idea that existed. Um, and that was a new, very exciting thing because of my background in team sports. I'd always kind of dismissed running because it was a very individual activity and I need people around me to keep yeah. me motivated. Um, so finding them was so helpful as well. And then Nick uh, told me I should be doing some marathons or booking in some races to see, see what I can really do because the reason I was running was to make myself proud. And yeah. after every run, I was feeling... Yeah, prouder and prouder, and um, achieving more than I ever thought like I could every single run. So to then start monitoring that progress with like race times really helped keep my motivation up. Um, so I, yeah, booked into a few races, only the ones I wanted to do with yeah. the people from the run club I wanted to run with. Um, and then I, yeah, I ran Manchester Marathon. I think it was in about three just over three hours and I didn't have a pace target for that so I literally went out with a group of people I knew and I actually ended up pushing on and um yeah ran that really good time and that's yeah. when I was like wow that was hard and I loved that so like I really owned that pain um <laughs> and I think I could really push that so I think at that point um I started taking uh, it all a bit more seriously and got Nick as a coach and um yeah and then it wasn't until London Marathon the London Marathon after COVID, so I think it's twenty twenty two, last year. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was last year. Nick actually ran it with me to st- Yeah, just to keep me like mentally there um, so that I could perform to my best because I was so used to running with people. I was really scared to run it alone. Um, So he ran it with me and I didn't know that that would get me an England vest, but I literally got a message um, after being like, would you like to be considered for the England team? And I couldn't believe it. I just remember like ringing my parents, kind of thinking maybe it was a hoax as well. Um, yeah. But that was, yeah, genuinely the proudest moment of my running career. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was incredible. I mean, what's going through your head then when you get contacted to run for your country? Like, what an amazing thing. Yeah,
1: it was very much like, would you like to be considered? Yeah. So I was like, yes, of course. But even then... I didn't think I'd actually be chosen. And my mum kept telling people that, oh, Annie is like on England's runnings radar. And I kept telling her off for telling people that because I thought it might jinx me. And I was like, no, we can't celebrate until my name's on like a team shoot. Um And even then, when I went out to run that marathon, I think my naivety got me through it because I was by far the most naive in that England team or in the whole race hotel. I didn't know what to expect. Um, (laughs) There was so much about that weekend, which I learned and had never even considered about elite racing and hotels and your drinks and having a team alongside you. And yeah, it blew my mind.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So tell us a bit about that. I'm really interested to hear because that's an insight we we very rarely get as kind of, you know, hobbyist runners, really. Yeah, so we got flown out to Copenhagen
1: for Copenhagen Marathon and uh, there was, yeah, uh, there's so many things that I'd never even, yeah, thought of, like packing particular race kits and I remember being told off uh, at breakfast, my first breakfast coming down um, because I wasn't wearing my England kit and I think I was just wearing, like, basically pyjamas and I was like, oh, sorry, I, like, genuinely didn't realise that was a done thing, Um, but I think I was just in, yeah, I was just it was a crazy experience because I went to my hotel room the night before so we flew in quite late and I remember walking in and all the lights were off and I yeah like bombarded into this hotel room and I was like oh oh gosh someone's asleep in the bed and I remember being like uh is this the wrong hotel room? And i put a message on the group chat to the team and I was like, are we meant to be sharing rooms? And they're like, Oh yeah. Didn't you know? And I had no idea until the morning who it was. And it was, um, actually Philly Bowden, who's now one of my best money running mates. We've just been on an altitude training camp together, but she's actually taught me a lot about this pro environment, but we were around all the Africans, like all the teams, all the nations. Um, I remember thinking it was a bit like a computer game where, you can select your character and they'd all select their their country or they've selected their sponsor like adidas or nike or great britain and you'd be wearing that and that was like your character like selecting the green monopoly man or something um (laughs) um, but yeah being around those africans as well i learned so much i've never seen anyone eat more than people like two days out from a marathon like it was mental (laughs)
0: Yeah, it does. It does sound quite surreal. So how did the race itself go? How was that?
1: Yeah, that was amazing. So yeah, Nick paced me my coach again. (laughs) Um, I am so grateful for him doing these things for me. Um, Yeah, so I went out with a time in mind. And I was just like, all I have to do is stick on Nick's heels basically i had my family all around the course my parents brought out 30 friends and family to support and they all had these matching bucket hats that's oh, an amazing. ania copenhagen marathon with the england flag on which was just crazy so i'd see them a mile off in these reds bucket hats but um i didn't want to get overexcited by any of that um i was happy to be excited by all of my training and that was the bit i absolutely loved i love the marathon marathon training as i say like the process over the outcome and this race was like the cherry on the top of the cake and my mental attitude was very much like don't get over excited um, yeah, get bored before you get tired to so just keep mentally checked in um, one step in front of the other. The more you run, the less you've got to run. And I kind of didn't give myself an option. Like I was I am going to run this time. I know I can run this time. I've done all the work um, and just keep that self-belief. And I think as everyone does, I, I found it very hard from the wall at about 30K. But um, I remember still overtaking quite a few people and quite a few girls and uh, overtaking some of the elites. And I was like, wow, I really, really am doing this and I'm almost there. And yeah, like this is the time to enjoy. So I just wanted to like, yeah, savour every single moment of it.
0: Yeah, wow. So, I mean, why why the marathon specifically? I mean, have, have you tried um, other distances? That I actually have never tried ways. the other distances.
1: I mean, I've dipped my toe into a bit of ten k yeah. um yeah, half marathon, but I, I I like to say I'm like a one trick pony with one speed, but I'm trying to work on that because I now am starting to understand the importance of like speed work for your marathon. Um but because I didn't grow up running, I never really did cross country. I never really did track work. Um, and that I think is a whole different, of like, guess, but, um, yeah. I think because I run for that mental, uh, that like mental headspace, I need to check out on my runs. Whereas a shorter distance run, you've got to be very focused and, yeah. um, yeah, you've got to keep mentally checked in for what, like a, you know, yeah, like a six, five, four minute mile, but a marathon it's you're in it for the long haul. And it's all about those months long builds, which as I say, the build is my favorite bit.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's quite a different kind of environment, I guess. So the team sports that you grew up playing, it's, it's quite a solo activity. How much of that training are you doing with others at the moment?
1: So I try to train with others as much as I can. So All the easy runs, actually, I do take myself off and listen to a podcast and back to like my running routes, but I run all my sessions with people as much as I can. So whether that's training camps, which is quite a new thing for me, which has been very exciting or running with the guys, um, for any speed work because they push me. I think that's very important, but yeah, running is, I, I don't, yeah, It is a team sport, though, because you're all helping each other out. I don't think you're really up against each other. You all want each other to do well. Um, It's an individual display of toughness and strength, which I do like. Um, You're responsible for your own outcome ultimately, but you can use each other to help you along the way and keep you motivated and
0: help keep yourself accountable yeah I love that and that is the benefit of having a group of people to train with isn't it is that you do you do 100% harder than you would on your own so you're now looking ahead to the 2026 Commonwealth Games I believe so tell us a little bit about what that process will involve and what you're working on at the moment
1: yeah of course so I managed to get to this kind of level with a full-time job and that was very difficult that involved a lot of 5am wake-ups I was totally knackered throughout a lot of the day. And I think that next level up is me being able to recover better, eat better, sleep better, which, um, yeah, which will hopefully help. So Lululemon are now my sponsor and I'm a full-time runner and run coach, which is going to be amazing to take me to that next level. So yeah, the pipe goal is Obviously, the Olympics and Commonwealth Games, but there's so many amazing female runners at the moment that, yeah, the Olympics will just continue to be like, yeah, star and light at the end of the tunnel. Like, we'll keep aiming over there. But yeah, for now, I would really like to work on the England vests and the Commonwealth Games. So I... I'm trying to absorb as much information and um, advice from all the other runners like Osmosis that I'm hanging around with now and basically follow and copy what they do. And yeah, a few things that I'm going to implement, yeah, it's training with more quick girls, working on my form a lot more, some training camps and just being a little bit more focused um, and not letting the life, uh, Again, overtake me I'm very good at saying yes to everything so I am going to take a little bit more seriously in the hope yeah to get to the next Commonwealth Games.
0: Yeah it's quite a big change in kind of mental attitude I guess because this is kind of your your job now almost isn't it you know yeah, it's, it, it's a big change so you, you are a coach at Runner aren't you so just tell us a little bit about the coaching that you do.
1: Yeah so I am now, yeah, employed by Runner, which is amazing. They are a running training app which is yeah everybody seems to be on it everyone's loving it my mum's doing her first 10k on it but i help to influence what goes in the plans and if you have any questions or how to adapt your plan i'm there to answer it but it really is the most amazing community that running that runner community with the run clubs with the events that they host with the personalized coaching like it really is the new way of being coached without having a one to one um yeah really dedicated coach it's more on your own back um but you've still got that community which is great
0: yeah and and you're there kind of in the background if people need help and exactly yes yeah that's great if if listeners do want to find out more about runner we did do an episode with ben um so that's on there so just search that for the podcast with runner and you can find out lots more so anya how you know why did you get into coaching as well is you know, you've obviously been influenced a yeah. lot by your own coach during your, your
1: exactly. training. Exactly. I don't want to gatekeep this feeling and this yeah. progression that I've been on. So I want to help as many people out as I can. Um, I do some yeah, personal coaching as well on the sides. And I love coaching anybody who has the right mindset, but particularly girls that I can like really relate to. And I can hopefully share some wisdom and things I've learned along the way to them and help. Them make this kind of upward trajectory that I have. But I think with running, you're all trying as hard as each other. You're all trying your best. As I say, like that first marathon that I did in four and a half hours, I worked just as hard and it was just as painful as a two and a half hour marathon because yeah, you, you are just pushing yourself and seeing what you can achieve and seeing some of my athletes and seeing other people, get smashed their goals it makes me think like oh I need to do that like they can do it I can do it it's all relative to your training um and yeah I'm inspired so much by everybody I coach yeah oh that's lovely yeah so
0: that's another kind of source of motivation for you really definitely yeah definitely yeah so let's just chat a little bit about marathon training then because lots of people will be getting ready to start their spring marathon training cycles very soon yeah um what let's let's talk first of all about what recommendations you'd make for people who are really looking to improve their time over the marathon yeah um
1: so i think you've got to Yeah, you've got to enjoy the process. As I keep saying, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I think so much about running is um, you're aiming for this huge goal and you can so easily feel like a failure if you're not hitting your marathon time, even though you're months out from your marathon or you've got to also remember once you do a race and you finish it, you then change your next goal and the goalpost change to an even higher PB. So at that point, I think you can... If you if you have that attitude of always looking for the long term goal, you kind of can never be happy because you're yeah. always you know, going to be changing the goalpost. So I think you've got to reward yourself regularly. So constantly check in. So just take each marathon session like session by session and make sure you look back on it and be like, wow, that was great. That was a great improvement. And then next week will come round and you've got to have that same. Uh, attitude of let's just see what I can do today rather than worrying about the long term future and that way you still enjoy it as well and yeah your motivation stays high because it's these little stepping stones that will get you there in the long term.
0: Yeah, that's really great advice actually. So just kind of keep you know regular small little rewards. I like that. Exactly. That's yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So what are your favorite marathon training sessions then? What, what do you what do you feel that you get the most progress from? Yeah, I think, uh, so I would say you
1: should keep your speed work up in the marathon training. I think a lot of people, I think, yeah, maybe you've heard of this before, but they get stuck in this gray zone where their easy runs are a little bit too hard and their fast workouts are a little bit too slow. So because they're just building up fatigue Um, run after run by running slightly too fast over maybe the same routes, the same distance, the same pace that you can't really perform in the speed workouts. And you need, you need to run faster to ultimately get a faster time. So your speed work will one help your like lactate clearance. So a differentiation of speed in like interval works will help your body become more efficient at clearing your lactic so you can run for further at a faster pace for in that marathon. Um, but it's all about raising that lactic threshold ceiling. So pushing above that will help raise it. Um, so yeah, keeping up speed works really important, but, my go to marathon sessions is a hard one, but four by five k I think is a really good indicator of where your fitness is at. If you can hold your marathon pace for um yeah four by five k and whether you have a kilometer float in between each one or three minutes, two minutes um if you can hold that pace, I think that's a really good indicator that that is a realistic target for you yeah. um the other one I really like is six kilometers, five kilometers, four kilometers, two kilometers, one kilometer like that um, downwards, um, yeah, uh, intervals. Uh, That is a tough one, but I always like to fit that in. People try and do the three by 10K, and if you smash it, like, amazing. I have never done that successfully, Um, but I think that's another thing. Like, you've just got to do the running you like. I think I'm far less about the end goal and more about enjoying the training. And as long as I rack up the training, it's all consecutive and you've all accumulative miles over months and months of training, that's going to better you than one amazing uh, training session. So always aim for, like, a good consistent block of B-plus training rather than one half-marathon race in your build-up, which is A-star because that doesn't always necessarily – Uh, yeah lead into a really amazing marathon time like before berlin marathon which is my latest marathon i kind of blew up a little bit at the big half but i was very very sure like not to let that affect me and just use that as it wasn't a failure as long as you learn from it it's not a failure and i now know what not to do on race day (laughs)
0: yeah and and that's so important as well in training isn't it we find out what doesn't work for us as well as what does exactly yeah. you've got to enjoy it you've got to do what works for you and yeah what will keep you <laughs> motivated and keep you at it so, yeah yeah and, and do you do any other kind of cross training activities as part of your marathon training or are you solely running yeah your um
1: as I say, I, I just want to keep enjoying yeah. exercise and running. I never want it to feel like a chore. I really love cycling. I've recently got into that. So instead of easy running, I quite often go out for a long like bike ride. I think as a rule of thumb, you get the same um, training benefits um, if you do double the amount of cross training so instead of a 30 minute run you could do an hour on the bike and you get a similar training benefit as long as your heart rate zones are the same as what you were meant to be doing so an easy run and an easy cycle yeah. um yeah you should gain a similar amount of um yeah training benefit from that but I again love training up my training stimulus so I still do play a little bit of hockey I still love cycling I even love swimming I recently did a triathlon just because I just like doing it I love just pushing myself and pushing my body like I'm not I I will never be a runner that can just run sleep eat run sleep eat like I've got to have some variety in my life (laughs)
0: Yeah I think that's it's so important isn't it you know yeah it's it's got to be varied and we've got to enjoy it. Exactly yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you've obviously got a lot more time now to train but what would you say to those people who are kind of juggling you know full-time jobs with marathon training how how can they best prioritize what training they do if they can't fit in yeah. everything? It
1: is really hard, but I think you've just got to be
0: intentional with that
1: training. So it's less about just ticking them off. You've got to go into each session knowing what you want to achieve from it, um, because otherwise you can get a bit lost. So say it's a tempo run or a threshold run. There's a reason that's in your plan rather than a speed workout or an easy run. So it's important to know that you've got to do it at that pace because you're working a different energy system. So um I think, yeah, going into each run with the intention of what you're going to achieve. So if you're really tired, there is kind of no point in doing it because you're going to become unproductive. It would be better for you and you'd get more training benefits if you let yourself recover and give it your all like the next day. Um because you've got to yeah perform well on your training runs and work hard to get that progressive overload to keep your training and your fitness going up um otherwise you will just stagnate so I think it's listening to your body and um yeah getting as much recovery in as possible and getting the most out of the sessions you do do um I know a lot of amazing runners that yeah work crazy hour jobs um Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is about getting it done. And as I say, sometimes when the motivation does run out, you need to, um, yeah, discipline does need to kick in and you need to, yeah, having a coach, following a training plan does really help.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think I, I, I should probably mention that there is a 2 weeks extended free trial at Runner um, if you use the code UKRUNCHAT. Um, so yeah. people can give that a go as well. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much Anya for coming on and chatting to us um, so where can people find you on social media if they want to yeah. learn a bit more about you that's great thank you so much um, yeah I'm just on Instagram
1: as a.culling and I also have a YouTube channel which is Anya Culling so I'd love to have you guys over there
0: yeah and maybe
1: some will find you over at Runner as well exactly if is, yeah if you training. ever need to speak to a coach on the app I will be the other side of the app typing away
0: yeah oh well thank you so much for joining us that's been fascinating so do get in touch with anya via her social media if you do want to to know more thank you for having me it's great to chat